0: Here we are for another Mental Health Mondays episode. We are on episode 29. Holy moly. Um, I want to remind you that if this is the first time you're watching, make sure you hit that like, subscribe, uh, mash down that subscribe button. But every Monday we come to you at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and we talk to guests who are Either mental health professionals or those that are mental health advocates or guests who experience or live with a mental health challenge. And I am so excited just off of a whim. Actually, I was on LinkedIn one day and my guest for today, I saw his story and I was like, oh my gosh, actually one of my mutual friends commented and I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to share his story on Mental Health Monday. So that's where we're at. And um, he is coming from North Wales. So let me bring him up without further ado. So George, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Hello. Hello. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on a podcast and talk to somebody about things so (laughs) exciting (laughs) exciting
0: I know that you said you haven't really shared your experience too much and it was just kind of one of those things that you're like I'm gonna make a random post on LinkedIn and it freaking blew up which was amazing but tell me a little bit about yourself first and foremost yes yes okay
1: yeah so my name is George I'm 29 and I'm from North Wales, which is every sort of American I ever describe this to, they think it's just sort of like the bump on the side of England, but that's where Wales is. So I'm not English, I'm Welsh. Um, but yeah, so I'm 29. And 10 years ago, I basically discovered that I wasn't, you know, to put it in very blunt terms, I wasn't a girl. I thought, what's going on in my head? And then, discovered went from there So for the past 10 years I've been living completely myself as male and yeah that's pretty much my life in a nutshell I guess. I'm a digital designer for a environmentally sustainable company called RSK Group in the UK. Um, I work completely remote at home as does a lot of us now in the world. Um, I've got my own house with my wonderful girlfriend who's upstairs keeping our stepdaughter quiet <laughs> um, and our, our sausage dog as well she's up there Um, but yeah that's a bit about me I guess and yeah
0: that's awesome and same like my family's home too we, I work from home so I totally okay. understand you know and if people pop in and out that's okay too I've had guests <laughs> that they're they're blurry in the background and people pop through so no worries at all but okay um, that's fine and so just to clarify for those that i mean this airs on youtube and on um our facebook page so you are born female but have transitioned to male correct
1: yes yes so yeah you're right there so i guess for anybody who doesn't have a clue about what that means um so you most people in the world i'm guessing have heard of the word transgender at some point in their life you know through that news social media whatever um trans transgender whatever you want to call it um yeah so I was born female um and then when I was 19 after you know many googling and youtubing and trying to figure out what who I was um it was it was actually through watching coming out videos on YouTube that I began to discover about myself because at 19 you know still very very young I was trying to figure out who I was and at the time on YouTube, there was a lot of coming out videos. Um, gay people talking about how they discovered they were gay, and I thought, okay, maybe maybe this will help me. I'll watch these videos. Maybe I can connect with somebody who you know feels the same way as me. And every video I watched religiously, every single day, you know, no, none of them would just connect with me. And it began to worry me. I thought, what's something wrong with me? Like, why am I alone? And then I randomly stumbled across across a, a again another coming out video but it wasn't a coming out as gay video it was coming out as trans video and this guy was talking and i just thought it was a gay guy talking about him coming out as a gay man and he ended up saying he's a guy that was born a girl and this is his story and everything he would say completely resonated with how i felt and it really freaked me out and I thought oh no please please no I do not want this to be my life and you know you, you it's kind of you can't deny something you feel and you know everybody in the world can relate to that aspect of it you can't if you feel a certain way you can't push it to the back of your head if you feel that way you just have to go with it and that's kind of where it's gone since then Is just Here I am now, I guess. I don't know. It was just kind of a a roller coaster of, you know, events and all sorts. But, you know, I think for the most part, it's been good. Um, But obviously, it's been a difficult journey to get to where I am today, that's for sure. But yeah, born a girl, now a boy. Simple as that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it is, it really, truly, like, I feel like at least in this day and age, right, it is as simple as that, but it also is... Um, something that potentially you feel like you have to explain and or you know like it can be really hard just in general to try to be yourself right but not feel like what your skin or what you were born as is what you're supposed to be and so making that shift and I mean like everybody Googles everything, right? Like we Google what our symptoms are, we Google Mm -hmm. how to fix something. And then I love that. I mean, you were making that connection of like, something's not right. Like what's kind of, I'm not feeling whole. And so I need to explore this, which, um, I know my mom actually is a lesbian and she came out when I was five years old. And so for me, I've grown up with two moms. Right. And so, it's been normal. And that was in the 80s when we can't couldn't really talk about it. And now it's a lot more yeah. acceptable. And I also um I studied psychology and I was in an abnormal psychology class and we had a trans um male to female come in. And that was, I mean, back back when it was just LBG, right? There was no mm-hmm any more um letters that we added to it and nobody was really understanding anything that was happening and um sa- similar like you said like you want to be able to share it with the world and talk about it but um she was also in a place that she's like ask me any questions whatever you want to know and i remember one of the people in because she actually had the surgery to go from um, male to female and one of the questions that popped up was centered around like having sex. And I was like, Whoa, like that's kind of personal, but I think that it's, it showcases that people are curious, right? Like Mm -hmm. I think we're curious about everybody's lifestyle, no matter what it is, but also uh, the good part was nobody was in there judging her, right? Like we were just really curious. And I think that that's the place that we need to get as humans in general is being curious, like not being judgmental and just understanding more so than putting that label or the judgment on people. And so I think that it's amazing for me to have you come on and share your experience because it's not an easy, easy thing to experience at all. And I know that you also said that there was a lot of times that like suicidal thoughts came up like and I don't know if you specifically want to talk around that at all.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Like I said before, you know, we went live. I'm happy to talk about everything because it's just, if it's going to help one person, it it just, topics like this need to be talked about because they're always hidden. And that's how I feel about the trans community. Nobody, people talk about it, but it's not on a good way. And that's why I wanted to post what I posted on LinkedIn, because especially in, you know, The corporate world, it's so negative. And, you know, especially, and I can't speak from experience, but I know from seeing news articles in America about how there's a lot of states where it's actually legal to fire somebody just for being trans. Mm. I'm fortunate to be in a country where, you know, fingers crossed that never happens. But I just thought, you know, LinkedIn is a global platform. If I post about being trans and it goes around the world, which it has, thank God. You know, people in America have been reaching out to me saying, Does your company hire people in America? Because, you know, I'm terrified to be where i to come out as trans and work because, you know, there are repercussions behind it. But yeah, it's just it's a scary thing to talk about. But I think, you know, if you've got support behind you, which I do, you know, I've got a you know, a loving partner, I've got an amazing family, I've got amazing friends, my workplace is so supportive. So I just I guess realized you know i'm in a place where i could just i could just be open about it and hopefully it will help somebody um because i know if this was me 10 years ago i I wish i had you know somebody to watch and see it's not scary and um you know there is life more worth living than just this moment of depression that you're struggling to get through
0: yeah And we, so BCC Evolution, we actually host a film festival every year and we just had it in May. And one of the films actually was from the UK, um, all centered around pronouns. And so very similar, um, it was uh, male to female, uh, trans, um, who put together this brilliant film and we showcased that this year and she actually came on and- we talk to the filmmakers and do a question, a Q and a session. And one of the things that came up, which is like what we're talking about, right? Like if you don't understand, ask the question. Yeah. It's absolutely. Okay. To ask like what pronouns they want to go by. And I think that as a society at first, we we're like, eh, I'm not really understanding all. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there's still a lot because we keep adding more and more. Um, but asking the questions is really an okay thing. Don't feel yes. like, yeah. don't feel like, potentially. And I guess that's my question for you: is um, I know you're very open about it, but I also know other people. When you ask, sometimes it's hard for them to respond
1: yeah. because they yeah. don't
0: want that certain judgment. So
1: yeah, and it's like, I mean, I've in my even personal experience when I've you know gone on you know a night out with some friends, had a few drinks somewhere in a club. There'll be, I mean, so the place I'm in, just sort of give you a bit of a backstory. Um, I'll paint you a picture rather. The place I live, is very rural and we're not in a city. It's, you know, most people here are white, they're straight. It's just very, you know, standard book, whatever you want to call it. Um, so when I go out and I see somebody who looks a bit different for this area, maybe they've got, I don't know, colorful hair, or maybe they look a bit more androgynous than most people around. And if I sort of, I don't know, so happened to start talking to them, one person in particular, I can't remember who they were called or what the name was, but I just remember going up to them and um, asking what their pronouns were before talking to them. You know, hey, you know, nice to meet you. I'm George. What are your what are your pronouns? Just because I didn't want to refer to them in a different way. And I remember they just turned to me and really aggressively just went, I'm a gay girl. What? What? Like, she she was really, like, insulted that I asked her. And I said, no, I'm, that's not an insult I just didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable because it, it like to me it's 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 such a like a a hard thing because I get why people feel uncomfortable mm. but I also think they need to push past that in a way but going back to that girl she looked how I looked mm. before I started testosterone so you know, I, I do it all the time. On go on nights out with my girlfriend and our friends, and I'll go up to my girlfriend. and I'll say, "Oh look, I think they're trans," mm-hmm. and she'll say, "George, you can't you can't say that. They might not be, but I'm, but I look at them and I think that's me ten years ago. It might I might be wrong. This in this case I was wrong, but it's just this little thing in me where I just want to go up to them and just see if they're okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the pronouns thing, you're completely right. Where people just need to realize that. It's, it's really, it is as simple as just asking somebody how they are or asking somebody, oh, what's your name? You know, that's, that's, that's how I see it is, you know, if you start a conversation, what's your name? It's like a lot of places now are now using pronouns in email signatures mm-hmm. or, you know, LinkedIn have implemented it into, their, into people's names, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. and it, And Instagram as well. I almost think it should be like a mandatory thing because I know it's an optional thing, but I almost feel like it should just be like a standard thing that you have to fill that in because it's just, I don't know, it just just makes sense to me. It makes sense. But it's just, um, yeah, I think we're just in a very weird place in life, in, in this sort of generation where half of us want to change the world with gender and, you know, all these normal things, and then the other generation are like, no, this is how it's always been. We're not changing it and yeah it's just we're in the middle where we're just we're trying to push it to go the right direction but it's still still hard isn't it and yeah it's it's just one of those i guess
0: yeah i think i mean i was just thinking i'm actually getting married here shortly but like the changing of the suffix right the mr mrs like why can't we just change that to pronouns like that makes mm. sense to me that all the companies out there watching (laughs) (laughs) go change go make it a pronoun thing versus uh mr mrs miss whatever you call yeah yeah women women we have like multiple titles and and guys it's like one
1: (laughs) so yeah i get get, i love how that to me is confusing i remember being a child and being like my brother on his passport it had master marcus (laughs) evans and i thought he's six. Why is he a master of what? And then there's just loads of these titles, but so I get confused with that, but people get confused with someone who's trans. Like, Why is that? I don't know.
0: Right. Right. Um, one of the questions that did pop in my head too, um, as we were talking is, um, when even with me, right, this is just a curious question for me mm-hmm. when talking about trans, um, is it proper or okay to say like male to female female to male or should we start even shifting our language and just going by like George right like your name
1: yeah yeah oh yeah well like it it depends on the conversation isn't it so say I don't know say me and you now we went for a, a coffee somewhere and we're just chatting and then one of your friends that I don't know comes over I wouldn't like you to just say, oh, this is George, he's female to male, you know? It's like, how would you wanna be referred to it? I wouldn't go up to someone and say, oh, this is Kelly, she was born a woman, but she's still a woman. It's just, it, that's the level of how silly it sounds in a conversation in that tense. But if it was, you know, like today, I'm introducing, introducing myself in a way it's going to help people. So I, I, yes, I would like you to say, yeah, George is born female, he's now male. But everybody, every trans person is different. You know, there's people that just don't want that connection at all. It's, I can't answer every trans person's, you know, uh, preference there. But for me personally, I'm, I'm happy to say, yes, I was born female. I'm female to male. There's loads of different ways you can say it. I'm, I'm not bothered with it at all. I'm not, when it comes to labels, I'm just whatever. Like I'm not. I'm not bothered yeah. I think I'm just I'm very I'm, I'm sometimes a bit too laid back I think but <laughs> <that's
0: just me. laughs> no yeah. but the, I mean that's good like it is it's really just ask the question and like you were saying just ask in the, yeah in yeah. the different conversations it may sound differently depending on what you're talking yeah. about but ultimately yeah. I mean whatever you or whomever's watching this feels comfortable with and having that conversation it doesn't necessarily need to be the conversation unless potentially you're going through that transition right and yeah maybe it, there's more explanation that needs to happen but maybe not right
1: no 100 it's just it's just at the end of the day just talk to somebody how you would want to be spoken to as long as you're making them feel comfortable it doesn't it doesn't, you know, if, if, as long as you've got good intentions behind it, I don't think whatever you say could, would hurt me, you know, if, if somebody came up to me and, you know, I've had it all, I've had it all said to me, but, you know, people have come up to me like, oh, are you a girl that wants to be a boy? or you a boy that wants to be a girl? And it's just like, I'll explain and then, you know, they're all happy, but they're fine. As long as you support, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah
0: um so tell me a little bit I know like in that film that I was telling you about earlier um Frankie talked about how access to hormones it can be really super challenging and I know that was something that you also wrote in your your post about it can be this huge long drawn out process Mm -hmm. can you share a little bit about that
1: of course yeah so in the UK we have a this thing called the NHS, which is basically the government pay for all of our medical care, you know, through taxes and blah, blah, blah. So everything's paid for, but as brilliant as that sounds, there is a massive, massive waiting list. So if you, you know, in my instance, well, more so with the trans side, but I, you know, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but say, I don't know, you broke your leg and you wanted to go you know, through the NHS, you typically go through quite quickly, but when it comes as you know as far as trans stuff it, it's years it, it takes a long long time um i you know i think to this day it still has like a good chunk of time waiting list wise i know i think it's three to four years now and that's just to be seen by somebody just to talk about it that doesn't mean that doesn't mean you're going to see them and then be given hormones then it, that just means you're going to chat to them and say how you feel and then it could be a further six months, 12 months, two years, you know, I couldn't tell you the, the, the list, but I just remember when, you know, this was 10 years ago when I went to my GP and again, because we're in such a rural area where, it, you know, it, it just, nobody knows anything and especially 10 years ago, you know, pick you know, it's, it's a lot, a lot has changed since then. I, I would hope now where I am, but um, yeah, 10 years ago was just, it was unheard of. Um, So when I went to my GP, I said, look, my my GP, meaning my local doctor. Mm -hmm. um, And I went to speak to them and they said that they didn't know what to do with me. um, And they they could only refer me to like a psychologist, basically. So, you know, that was fine. I was like, "Yep, just please, just whatever will help. And I remember being seen by this psychologist and she said, um, she was really she wasn't nice she she just made me feel really uncomfortable and she called me a she said so do you know the difference between someone who is transgender and um someone who is a transvestite and i was really confused by her question because i thought i haven't come here to tell you that i dress in the opposite gender's clothes or whatever you you know i'm not a transvestite and you know, I, I don't go out there saying, you know, hi, I'm George, I'm transgender. That's not something I just say in my daily life, but it's just a topic that, you know, it will come up in the conversation if I wanted to. But mm-hmm. I just remember her asking me that question. And then also, you know, bear in mind at the time, I had only just started to discover this about myself. It was all new, it was completely new. And she asked me, um, why are you wearing like women's jeans? I remember thinking that's that's a bit of a weird question. Like, they're just jeans. Like, I have, am I supposed to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe to, to persuade you that I'm a boy? It was just a very odd time, and it, she had no sort of help for me. She just put me on a, another waiting list and said, you know, you've basically got to live your life for the next for the next two years. She said, come back in two years and give me proof that you have been living as male. Well. And I, I remember thinking. Are you joke? I've got to wait two years to just prove to you that I'm a boy. That doesn't make any sense to me, and it just—I just remember thinking it was so wrong, and you know that—that's how the lack of help there is. I mean, that—that that was back then. I don't know about today, but I can only imagine it's not gone much better now. If I'm being honest, because I know people are still waiting years just to be seen, but even. You know, even going private, not everybody can go private. You know, it's, I was just very lucky um, with my parents being able to help me financially. And, you know, it was a struggle. It wasn't, you know, they didn't just, you know, come out and say, yeah, you can, you can have it. You can have the money. You know, it was a lot of, you know, because for them, it was also really hard because they, for the longest time, they were mourning. um, Ah. So how, how, my mum said this in the past. She said that she's lost, she she may have lost a daughter, but she gained a son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that always sticks with me. But, you know, for the longest time, they were mourning their daughter that they, you know, had lost. Basically, they would always say it it felt like she died. And for ages, I, I struggled to understand and I would get really cross with them. And, you know, it would upset me that they're not thinking about me now. But me now, I can see that because it's got 10 years have gone by. I can, I can see the pain that they went through and I understand it. I don't know if that's an age thing or if it's a time thing, I don't know. But um, yeah, just medical wise, it's, it's, it is a nightmare. Um, there does need to be a lot more done about it. But even going private, that took a, a while as well. And it was actually quite funny because the doctor I went to um, to go private, he was also trans. He was born female identified as male and he was super super horrible to me (laughs) and would just tell me no you're not having it yet you're not ready yet and i was thinking i don't just why is this a conflict you understand exactly what i'm going through i've come to pay privately specifically to get through the doors quicker and again it's i'm not saying you go private and you get you pay and then you're done you get hormones given to you at the door no i had to go back a lot like it was like we're talking like 200, 300 pounds just to sit and talk to this person for 30 minutes. And I would have to also travel from North Wales all the way down to London, which is four hours, two hours, two and a half hours by train. Wow. London's expensive as it is. So a train to London's expensive. And then it's the, also the consultation fee, the 200, 300 pounds just to talk to this professional. And then again, it was just basically the appointments were basically just me going to prove, yes, I'm still trans. Yes, I'm still wanting to be a man and just having to pay that money just to prove yeah i still feel like this five months later yep nine months later yep still feel like this and having to document everything all these notes kept me my mum had to end up creating this massive folder with all Mm -hmm. of my doctor's notes and any documents we could get because it was a constant like right can you prove this is what you did at this date this is who you saw at this date it was just it was just a nightmare and You know, I I do feel for people going through it now still because it's just it hasn't changed enough and it's just it's crazy to me how it's still a thing. Ten years later, I I don't understand. It baffles my
0: brain. Yeah. I mean it sounds like how you explain it is really in the medical world we need a little bit more understanding in the in the psychological world also. Yeah. Um, I mean you got to the point that you were nineteen and It was, you know, like you're now exploring what's going on and this is what you want. I know, I do know, at least in America also with elective surgeries, um, is a similar-ish process, right? You have to get all that medical history that actually shows Mm -hmm. like back surgery or like brush reductions or any of those type of surgeries. You have to have a long medical history for insurance to pay for it. You can go- You can go the private route, which they get you in right away, right? Um, But this is a whole different animal of it is, I mean, yes, psychologically or with your brain, they obviously want to make sure that this is what you really, truly want to do because as you go down that path, it's not really reversible, potentially. I don't know. Um, but the other is that like our brains really aren't fully developed until you're 25. So maybe that's something that is factored in that they're like, Oh yeah. 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 Is this just a a one-time thing or is it like a long time thing? And so I guess in a way I understand a little bit and that goes along with elective surgeries in general. Um, but also when you really are starting to experience all of the things that are happening, right. You have hormones you have i mean at a younger age as a adoles- adolescent <laughs> um i can't talk today um we have all these hormones anyways going through our body and so understanding like is it really what we want or don't want and um so i guess i get that as- aspect but it makes it really hard that even going to a doctor that knows and has been in your shoes like how are you still going to treat somebody that way and so it sounds like there's just a lot more awareness which is why we're talking today right like get the awareness out there like we need in America and um globally we need Mm -hmm. to have this conversation
1: yeah no definitely it's like you know I would go to these psychologists and and they would tell me I I would pull my heart out and I would say how I'm feeling and you know because I'm there to get help because that's to me that's who I'm that's who they are to me they're meant to help you in all areas of mental health and just identity and everything anything you're feeling you tell them and they're meant to fix it and i was telling this uh psychologist and he, and he just said to me I, I i remember his face he just turned to me and he said i i can't help you he said i can only help with anxiety and depression which yes you have but When it comes to gender things, I don't know what to tell you, which, okay, appreciate the honesty, but please refer me to somebody who might help. And I think the only thing he referred me to was he suggested that I go to this, um, it was like a sort of meetup, a monthly meetup in my area. Um, And when I say my area, it's probably about half an hour, 45 minutes away, Mm. which, okay, fine. But it was specifically for trans women who were in their middle age. They were like, 40, 50 plus. And at the time I was 19 and I'm not male to female and the other one. So that wouldn't, that wouldn't help me at all. And then for the longest time, that is what I all, that is the only help I got is somebody would know a trans woman and they were like 45 plus different generation to me, different gender to me, different story. um, Which yeah, I, I get there's a similarity there, but it, you know, it, To me, it's a a completely different journey being male to female and female to male, because, you know, I always say, like, I'll walk down a street now and nobody bats an eye at me. They will just see a normal looking guy. In the society's eyes, I'm just a normal looking guy. No one's gonna stop me and go, they're trans. You know, no one's gonna look at me like that. Um, But unfortunately for trans women, And I would say a lot of them, you know, In and I hate saying the word pass, but it's such a horrible word because it's you're not, it's like I'm not passing a test, you know. Mm. But again, in society's eyes, I pass. Most trans women, they might not pass. And that's purely because testosterone is such a powerful hormone that, you know, if you were to start testosterone and this this trans woman now decided at the age of, I don't know, 30, 35, she decided, right, I would like to live my life as the woman I feel like inside. I've lived my whole life until 35 years of age as a man. That is not me. I would like to live as a woman. It's going to be so much harder for them physically, only because you cannot reverse bone structure. Mm -hmm. You cannot reverse your voice. You can, you can try and train your voice. There's just all these sort of different physical characteristics you cannot reverse or change whereas for trans men like myself how i describe going through puberty the second time (laughs) as male is my body was that of a like a you know prepubescent boy nothing like i was a baby because you see an 11 year old boy and they look very feminine and you know everything's soft featured You're, you're all small you haven't grown yet so my when i went through it the second time Um, You know, my, my brother, my little brother, he's not little. He's six foot one, but he's a a few years younger than me and my shoulders since going on testosterone, you know, many years ago now, my shoulders are now broader than his and I'm only five, seven, you know, so if that sort of tells you that your, but your bone structure changes, you know, mine grew out rather than, you know, trans women would love, I guess the opposite, maybe if that's Mm. what they would like physically. So it's a completely different journey. And, you know, I think trans men hide in society, not by choice, but I just think visibly we can hide a lot easier. So you never ever, people typically don't know trans men. They might be like, oh yeah, I know trans women, Caitlyn Jenner, you know, you can name loads of them. Whereas trans men, you don't. Elliot Page is probably the only current name people know. Um, And that's just because he's just recently come out as trans which is amazing, but there's just not many people out there. I think that the only person, celebrity-wise, that I know as a trans man would be um, Cher's son.
0: Mm.
1: You know, that's probably the only celebrity that I can think of. You know, there's Laverne Cox, trans woman. Caitlyn Jenner. There's just so many, and I feel like, yeah, trans men are sort of hidden. Um, but I still think it's just very important to talk about, you know, and just be open about it and just... All I want is just to make it normal, you know, because in a way, how I see being trans is that of how gay people were treated maybe in, you know, the 80s, 90s, 70s, you know, when it was very hush, hush, don't talk about it. You know, you know, that's I don't like that. I don't get it. It's weird. I feel like that's what trans people are going through now, how it's still very much. Yeah, maybe people in the 70s, 80s, 90s, there were a lot of people that accepted gay people. I know that but it was still very much a a thing where people didn't want to talk about it or it was, it was just very quiet. And I think that's where we're at now. It's, it's getting better. That's a hundred percent, but it's just still a, a lot to do. And, um, you know, even just talking to you today, like even if one person sees it, if a hundred people sees it, it just as long as one person takes something from our conversation, that to me means so much because that's all i want to do is just educate and you know help spread the word that we are normal people you know i'm not i'm not running around with a pride flag on my head every day i'm not you know i'm just normal you know i I live a normal life so that's pretty much you know the message i'd like to say is just let people be themselves you know they're not hurting you and the worst question for me is when people say oh so do you have a penis you know Mm-hmm. things like that it's like well have you had the surgery and to me and well i'd say 99.9 percent of trans people hate that question because you wouldn't go up to somebody on the street and say oh what's in your pants no matter your gender because it's just a bit you'd look at them and be like why are you asking me that that's a bit creepy yeah. you know unless you plan on having a relationship with them that isn't something you should ask them you know and um that to me is a very that that's the only question where I don't feel uncomfortable answering it at all. But I just that's the one question where if somebody asks me on the spot, I always tell them you don't ask people that because that's mm. just a that's just a weird thing to ask in general. No matter if you're trans or not, that's a weird question to ask. <laughs> um but yeah, I just think, you know, people are so curious. And to me, obviously I've had this for 10 years now, so this is just my life and I forget, but people don't know how, how do you go about taking testosterone? How do you have a beard now?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you know, how did you get your chest, like, you know, change that? And like, it's just all these things where I just don't think about anymore that people still ask me to this day. And it's just, it just needs to be more normalized really. Cause it's just, it's so normal to me, but it's not for like 99% of the world. I, and I forget that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there are, really great points that you mentioned. And they're mainly, I mean, around the journey is so different for everybody, right? Like, Mm -hmm. my journey is different from your journey. And we're both humans. And um, male to female, female to male is very much a different journey. And how you brought up, I mean, like I was talking about the woman that came into my psychology class, you could, she was very, very tall. She had really like larger hands, you could yes. see the Adam apple right so there were a lot of features that you could tell but very beautiful and you know if you looked yes you can see because she did the transition later in life and so it's important to understand that the journeys are very different also mm-hmm don't ask that question like who it's not your business right like i'm like no no exactly
1: exactly and it's like you know i would genuinely say every trans guy i know they may one or two out of a lot of trans guys when it comes to surgery or any surgery there's multiple surgeries in every scenario you know like i i've had chest surgery but if someone says, oh, have you had the surgery? I'm thinking, what surgery do you mean? Yeah. I know what they're meaning. They're going to mean the down one there. The one that's like, oh, have you had that? And to me, it's like, well, if you... Do you want to... Um, do you want me to be your boyfriend? I'll always ask them that. I'll make them feel uncomfortable back. It's my <laughs> go-to. Because it'll always be like, you know, this straight white guy. It's just like, you know, the most sort of like manly man that you can think of it'll just come up to me. And it, it's just this one thing they ask. And I'll say, do you do you fancy me do you find me attractive like what do you want out of this and that makes them feel uncomfortable then which is what they made me feel and then i'll say okay welcome to how you just made me feel do you see how wrong that was to just come up to me and say that um but it's like you, nobody needs to know that other than me and who i'm with and you know if i'm happy that should be okay for you as well like i'm not asking people on the street what's in there pants it's just weird but when it comes to surgery i think a lot of people don't realize that there isn't to be you know i could be presenting as male my whole life and not even be on testosterone i could still be physically appearing female um so like the picture you saw on my linkedin the one on the left i could still look like that now if i wanted to and i could still say i'm a trans man or i'm a man I am a male, 100% male. Everybody's different. Like, you know, we keep saying everybody's journey is different. There is no surgery that means, oh, well, that's going to make you trans now. There's no surgery that you need to have. You know, I was saying before, I've had top surgery. When people say, have you had the surgery? They could be, is it that surgery? Or I could have, a lot of trans men have um, like corrective surgery where maybe their chest is not how they like it. Maybe there's a few lumps that have just sort of come out of nowhere from like just, you know. Healing process, and they've had to have another surgery. So, there's lots of different things. And, you know, there's no surgery that makes somebody trans. And I think that's the biggest thing people don't understand. They just think, like, the first question I get asked all the time. And it's anybody's have you had the surgery? Have they had the surgery? What surgery? There is so many surgery procedures. I could have I had my nose done? I don't know. You tell me, like, I don't, you know, there's just so many things, like, so many things. And that's the to me the one thing that black like really blows my mind is is trans women the amount of surgeries that they could have mm. i didn't know there was that many there's this thing called um ffs which is facial feminization surgery and you know for the likes of those who who have very chiseled square jawlines they can get um surgery to soften their faces, make them all round. Um, there's all these things I didn't know, you know, as as someone who is trans, I didn't know all this stuff about trans women. And I'm still learning things about gender identities and all these new terms and pronouns. I, I'm not saying I know everything. I don't. I'm, you know, I stay in my own little bubble, I think, most days and just say, well, I'm just a guy, you know, whatever. But it's it just, so I do feel for people that don't understand all these new terms and pronouns and things but it's like you know you don't have to understand as long as you just show people some positive energy and you, you're respectful you you don't need to understand i think that's one thing i said on my post was no there's no bad question just you know just show respect isn't it because at the end of the day i'm sure whatever i do in my life isn't going to affect yours it's you know, if it, if it was affecting your life, I'd be quite concerned. I'd be thinking, are you stalking me? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, why, why is what I do with my life? Why is it so important? That's why I don't understand all these haters, like all these people with like, you know, signs up saying like anti-gay and things like that. It's like, I always think, are you secretly gay? Are you are you secretly? Right. I always think there's something like, You know they're they're secretly like trying to like hide something that they truly feel but i just i just don't get it i really don't but that's just you know it's just at the end of the day to me it's just if you just be open about it just be respectful just be nice you know talk to people how you would want to be spoken to back you know just if you're going to ask a weird question and you know it's weird say it in your head first and say to yourself would i ask that to somebody who isn't trans you know it's just like things like what what's your old name what were you called can i guess it's like it's not a game okay, <laughs> okay. it's like yeah it's like you know yes your name is Callie but maybe you changed your name and maybe your name you had 5 years ago you hated it maybe it's got like a traumatic story behind it that you know nobody knows what the connection is to your old name you know mm-hmm. so it, there's a lot of things people kind of forget um so it's just, you know, I could go on about this all day. There's just so many topics we could spiral off on.
0: Right. No, and I, I, um, one of the things, so I'm in a networking group and I have, a gay man in there and one of the girls because pride month right it was last month and yeah. they happened to ask well what are you doing for pride month and he's like well every day is pride but <laughs> <laughs> you know and that that triggered in my brain i was like it is like every day yeah. right i am an ally every day and i it doesn't change how i think just because there's a month which i love that we have the celebration mm-hmm. right it's recognized throughout yeah. the world and i think it's important to start actually having the conversation around pronouns and gender and all these things and like you said we don't have to fully understand what somebody's experience is, but if you're curious, ask the question and maybe they'll share with you and maybe they won't share with you and be okay with whichever way it goes. Yeah. Um, and I just love that we're having this conversation and I know we could go in so many different aspects, but we're running out of time. So I would love for you to share if somebody is in that space that they are starting to explore, um, like you did and they're like, You know, I just don't feel like what I was born is what I'm supposed to be. And I'm Googling all these things. Are there any, any pieces of advice or um, tips that you could um, tell them that can help them in their journey?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, my advice would be, I know saying Google things is the worst thing, but no, read as much information as you can um youtube will be your best friend there's there are tons of trans people on there now you know if there's just so many on there um all telling their stories and you know we're all different so maybe you might connect one person's videos you might not with the other one find somebody on there there will be somebody i guarantee you, there'll be somebody on there where you think oh my gosh they are that's me you know that's me but they're just talking for me everything they're saying is what i feel inside and that's what happened to me i found a video whatever this guy was saying just resonated exactly with how i felt i would just watch and watch and watch all of his videos and i think i ended up reaching out to him you know but just just do your research you know if, if it's something that you begin to feel it is connecting with you just keep diving into it further you know make sure you are 100 percent. don't just jump in and go no i maybe i'm trans then because it is it, it's it's a massive thing it's like getting a tattoo you know you can remove tattoos but you know when it comes to hormones and surgery you have to know it's not something that's just to be thought of on a whim you've got to really be a certain um but yeah do just do your research join groups that have loads of people like yourself in them there are loads on facebook you know instagram i'm sure there are now i guess even the younger generation tiktok there's loads of people on there now you know <laughs> There's just a ton of everything. There's there's more content out there now than there was back when I needed it. And if I found stuff back then, there's gonna be a million ways that you can find something now that you can find support. So yeah, the internet is your best friend at this point, basically.
0: Well, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. And if somebody wants to follow your journey, what is the best way for them to follow
1: you? Okay, brilliant. So I've actually just made a new Instagram. Um, it's basically Instagram.com slash George.W.Evans. And then also I've got my LinkedIn, um, which I believe is just my full name, LinkedIn.com slash George win W Y N Evans. Um, and those are the two platforms that I'm basically giving out to the public, just going to be blasting things on there as and when. So if anyone wants to connect i'm more than happy to chat about anything but yeah yeah and i did
0: of course i did drop your linkedin in the comments below so yeah yeah if they want to follow and then i know um we i just friended each other on instagram so you can always go to the bcc evolution page and um george is on there as one of my friends but i so appreciate you having this conversation with me today and coming all the way from the uk
1: Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you so much, Kai. I really appreciate it. I'm glad glad we spoke. I'm really happy about
0: it. Yeah. All right. Cool. That was another amazing episode of Mental Health Mondays. We do this every Monday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. We talk to guests who are either professionals in the mental health space um, or advocates for mental health or those that experience a mental health Challenge. And this was just another great conversation where we really try to open up that conversation around everything and anything to do with mental health and the topics that nobody wants to talk about. That's what we do. So, um, if you, if this is your first time watching, make sure that you smash down that subscribe bu- button if I can talk. The subscribe button and make sure you share this with all your friends, family, everybody, whoever wants to. But keep in mind, BCC Evolution is a mental health and suicide awareness nonprofit. And we cannot bring all of this education and contact tent without your help. So go become a warrior for mental health today and you'll get these super cool shirts. I know. I actually wore it this week. So um, grab your super cool warrior for mental health uh, shirt today with only a $20 or more donation per month and show the world that you too are a warrior for mental health. But all in all, join us next, next Monday at 11am and we'll see you then. Bye y'all.